Do you consider yourself resilient? And what does that mean to you? In this podcast, Resilient Entrepreneurs with Two for One, we chat with business owners about what resilience means to them, and they share their inspiring stories and life lessons. What we've learned running our own businesses, you're never alone, even when it feels like it. So tune in anytime to this podcast. We're always here for you, celebrating resilient entrepreneurs just like you. We're Lauren Vicky from Two for One, a marketing company for early stage business owners who want to launch, grow, and be resilient. Glance at Christina Flack's LinkedIn profile and you'll quickly see what a successful go-getter she is. She's the president and CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup, a company she founded. She's a celebrity makeup artist, entrepreneur, and philanthropist, and an on-air beauty expert featured on NBC TV. Her Instagram account with, with close to 20,000 followers is at Christina Flack Makeup. She's working on a new cosmetics line for men and women. And what we love about Christina is that she believes in the importance of inner beauty, wellness, nutrition, and manifestation. It's not all about the gloss and glamour, although that's always a nice touch. She's also an outspoken advocate for sepsis awareness and education, and you can see where her passion flows. Christina joins us on Resilient Entrepreneurs to share what makes her resilient, and trust us, she's had some tough things to work through in life. Grab a cuppa, turn on the volume, and settle in for a super inspiring episode. Christina, thank you so much for joining us today. We're thrilled to have you on the podcast. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for that lovely introduction. So nice to be here with you lovely ladies. So first, tell us where you are in the world because we um, love talking to people all over the world. And where are you from? I am from uh, Marin County, which is right outside of San Francisco on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, very cool. Love it. So a celebrity makeup artist. Now I'm a gal who does like makeup, but nowhere near <laughs> takes the time I'm sure that you do. So tell us a little bit about your life as a, as a makeup artist. Well, I have been a celebrity makeup artist for about 20 years. I have three agents that represent me, but I am um, my, I am thrilled to be working as a makeup artist and still be a CEO. It's so fun. It's a different adventure every day being a makeup artist. You don't know where you're going to go or who you're going to be with. And I love that part. I love meeting new people. I love traveling and I love working. And it's so fun to be able to do what makes, brings me so much joy. I love making people look and feel like the best versions of themselves. And um, the makeup, being a makeup artist is the perfect fit for me. Now I'd like to just get right off the bat. Let's get into the glam magazines without breaking any client confidentiality. Let's drop some names here, Christina, right up front. I can't say who's been your most favorite client because that would just be wrong. They're all my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have worked with um, every major network um, in the world, uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, Fox, Food Network. I've worked with Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Nordstrom's, Neiman Marcus, Condoleezza Rice, Hilary Swank, <clears throat> Rita Moreno, Tyler Florence, Bobby Flay, Metallica, Journey. Oh, my, I don't know. I'm forgetting a lot, but um, on my ChristinaFlack.com in the client area, they're all there. And I would say that Tyler is um, my favorite because I've had him the longest I've had. We've been together 16 years um, as his stylist. And so um, we just finished a TV show last spring on the Food Network called The Great Food Truck Race. Uh, we did a Williams-Sonoma ad that just came out in December. 
And let's see, what else do we have going on? Oh, he started a new podcast called Two Dudes in the Kitchen. So we're doing that. And then next uh, February, I think we go back to Los Angeles and start working on the season 16 of the Great Food Truck Race on Food Network. I love that. Oh, wow. Two Dudes in the Kitchen. I'm definitely going to be looking in on that. I'm a foodie and I love anything to do with cooking. So fun. Yeah, Yeah, that will be a lot of fun. Well, yeah. congratulations. And I mean, you've been at this a long time, but our audience, a lot of our audience is at the beginning of their journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any memories from the beginning of your journey and any advice for people who, you know, might want to look forward 20 years and say, what's the best thing to do at the start of your journey? Well, that's a great question. So I would say the best Thing and most important thing is um, being an entrepreneur, you have to really love what you do because it is going to take so much more time, so much more effort, so much more money than you can even imagine. So you really have to enjoy the process because if you don't love it and want to wake up every day and can't wait to do it, it's going to fail because it's exhausting and sometimes very frustrating. Um, Tyler has a great saying that, you know, it's really hard to be exceptional because if anyone knew how hard it is, no one would do anything. So it's actually better that you don't know. I know that there's a lot of people in the world that are in corporate jobs or in jobs that they just don't love and they want to make a change. And so what I urge people to do is work after work, get a part-time job doing what it is that really brings you joy and fills your heart. Um, and, And on the weekends and not quit your job because I didn't do that. I mean, I am very grateful that I have uh, pretty girl that is my my company that I started so days that I'm not on set I'm doing interviews and I'm and and I work on my company so for me a perfect fit uh, both my careers actually help each other it differentiates me as a makeup artist that I have my own line and it helps my line that I'm still a working makeup artist so uh, I'm very grateful for that but I I love both aspects of my job it's exhausting being a makeup artist because you wake up early and it's a long day Yeah. Uh, So that's why on days that I don't have a shoot, I can be a normal person. I can go work out, go to yoga class. I can, you know, do stuff and and be in my office or work in my home. So I'm, I I have created the life that I want and uh, I love how it is. Would your um, eight-year-old self believe the life that you have now? Well, oh my gosh, (laughs) I could never have imagined that my life had turned out so big. I have a great life and I'm so grateful. I, it's so interesting. I worked uh, with a teenager a few months ago named Ivy and I was trying to inspire her to dream big and what is it that you love doing? And she, after our consultation, she applied to a study abroad program for art in Prague and she got it. And so she told me how much it meant to her that I encouraged her to dream big, but I could have never imagined that I would have this life. I have now learned to manifest the things that I want. As I've gotten older, I've learned to set goals and focus on what I want to have happen. And it's it's happened. Um, for me, being able to be the new uh, expert beauty consultant on uh, expert on uh, NBC on California Live is huge deal. I It's quite an honor. And I, I'm very grateful for that. I would say I'm very open to new projects, new possibilities. And so when my agents call or someone calls and offers me something new, I, I say, yes, I have learned. This is another one. I have learned to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. 
my friend Berlin Fisher, who I do the NBC segments with, has pushed me to do things I really thought I would not be comfortable doing, such as during Halloween, us dressing up and, and having crazy makeup on. I normally would be like, no, I like being back here behind the camera. And so I... I've kind of embracing now with the uncomfortableness of being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Cause I think that's hard for anyone. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We talked to so many people and this comes up a lot. It's about that stretch. And when you stretch, it feels so uncomfortable in the moment. And then you kind of get through it and you're like, oh, okay. I've gotten through you know, that. I, I think we create yeah. it, it to be a, a bigger deal than it actually is. And so I feel that I've been asked so many times, well, what if you fail? Well, to me, failing is not trying and being stuck in something that's not fantastic. So if you know that there are there, there's no failures to me in life. So if I know that the only thing I have to do is try, it's not a failure. Of course, there's going to be bumps. Of course, there's going to be problems. But I look at those as learning lessons instead of a failure. Failure's got such a negative connotation, I think. So I think... If you can just think there's going to be bumps, handle them. And just that means to go in another direction. That's all. Yeah, And when there's no failure in your mindset, then I guess there's less fear because we often fear the failure. And if we know that we can't fail, then there's really nothing to be scared of. Exactly. So I think there's just so many amazing opportunities in the world. I would never have thought that I would be doing podcasts as often as I am, or I've been on um, some magazine covers this year, which I never expected to happen, but so I'm really enjoying all of these amazing uh, things that have happened this past year. It's been a pretty extraordinary year for me. Just tell us a little bit about the manifestation. You're taking credit for this. You're you're owning your role in your, (laughs) you know, I think it's important for us to own what our role is in our success. Some people just say, oh, I got lucky. But no, we make our own luck. And you I, talk I, about I you know, you've that. learned how to manifest. So how talk us through that. Well, I think I set a goal for myself. And I just think like, okay, what would be so... I just think about how it is going to feel when it's happened. And that's what I focus on. I don't focus on the negativity. I don't focus on, oh, what if it doesn't happen? I just focus on it's happening and this is how I feel and it's going to be great. I just think that the world is, life is so much more interesting when you push yourself to achieve these goals and keep striving for more and more. Uh, And then more possibilities open, more opportunities arise if you're open. And willing to, like, I have done so many jobs for very little money or no money because I was passionate about it. Or for example, I did Rita Moreno's hair and makeup for People Magazine, which is a huge deal, but they, magazines pay like $400, $450, but I didn't care. I would have done that for free all day long. Right. So I will do work on documentaries if I'm passionate about it or, or different projects. If like on Saturday, I'm doing a project with my daughter, with my newly adopted daughter, Jazz. And uh, I'm obviously not charging my child, but um, I get to do, um, she's this beautiful Asian girl. She's so amazing. And we're going to just do some, she's an actress and she also works for Apple because I have to brag about my daughter that works for Apple. Um, But she is so gorgeous. And so we're going to do something normal shots for her portfolio, but also 
I'm going to do some high fashion shots where I'm going to kind of get to go crazy with the makeup and just kind of be free as a makeup artist to do to be artistically free because, you know, oftentimes if I'm with a Gucci or Louis Vuitton or, or working on a project with Fox or Food Network, they're very specific on how they want the makeup done. It can't overshadow the fashion and it can't be sticking out so much on TV. So when I get to do a fun fashion shoot and I get to just go crazy with my paintbrush, I really enjoy that. And those oftentimes turn into magazines, getting in published in magazines. So yeah, absolutely. I think that's so many creative people have exactly that struggle. It's like the balance between your own expression versus sort of what someone else may want. That's that's a tricky balance to get right sometimes. And you got to have a little bit of both in your life, I think, for fulfillment as an artist, right? Uh, definitely. I think it's so important for me to not always feel like I'm stifled and I mean, I love what I do and I get paid really well, but sometimes it's really not about the money. It's really about me just being able to express myself as an artist that I still need as a human. That's like something that's in me, this drive in me that I, I want to create more things that are beautiful and express myself. And um, I've learned through life's bumps how to self-soothe. I have learned that I have, can't get too hungry, too tired, to not work out, not think of things I'm grateful for because life gets challenging. And so when things get challenging for me or there's difficulty, I really have learned to self-soothe. I have learned that I need to take self-care, and this is what I speak about a lot lately, self-care is not selfish. It actually makes me be better everything because I got rest and I ate well and I worked out and thought of things I'm grateful for. I am so much more a better mother, a better partner, a better everything, a better human because I've taken care of myself and it's not selfish. It would be selfish if I was just complaining constantly, I'm tired, I didn't work out. No one wants to hear that first of all. And second of all, I can do more to help people. So I have learned mm -hmm. to say that me taking that, uh, it doesn't, to me, working out is not a, um, it doesn't have to be an hour every day. Sometimes it's 20 minutes, sometimes it's 10, but I need to be consistent with it. So I don't have that. I get this guilt in my head. I'm sure you guys do as well. Like, oh God, I need to work out. I need to work out. Well, if all I had was 10 minutes, at least I did it. And then I don't have to like be obsessing on that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. Because I think we do kind of put it off if we can't do it right. If we set ourselves There's 20 minutes and we don't have 20 minutes and then we skip it and then it, it snowballs. Right. And so I think on days, it's funny, people, I, I am always curious as to why people say when they're traveling, oh, well, I can't eat well or I can't work out. Okay. Well, to me, when I, for example, when uh, I was shooting the show with Tyler, I wasn't home. We were traveling, but I had less to do because I didn't have a house to clean. I didn't have a child to drive around. So all I had to do was you know, take care of him on set and work out. So I would work out once or twice a day. I would find a yoga class in a different city or I'd work out in the gym at the hotel. And I eat uh, consistency with my food is super important. I drink green juice every day. I drink a lot of water. I eat raw almonds and because I feel best when I'm eating like that. And there's no reason why I go to, I'll go to a press juicery, which is here in the States. Um, and I will get like a six pack of green juices and that will last me two days. And I am just super strict. I, it is so easy 
to be on set and they've got like all this yummy, amazing food or Tyler is cooking. And of course I'm going to have a few bites, but if I can at least be consistent with my water and my green juice um, and my working out, it's just uh, my weight stays at a good place. I I'm, I'm able to sleep better. Everything just is, I don't have to think about it and I don't need to worry about it and feel bad about it. And Christina, you say you don't have to think about it. So I, do you find that after a while of doing this routine that you don't necessarily want the cupcakes that are on site and you don't necessarily want the stuff that looks good? Do you find I, I, that desire yeah, drops? It away? does. I, sugar for me is a, a drug because if I start eating cookies, I want to eat 19,000 of them. I don't know how to eat one cookie. So <laughs> it's best if I just don't and I just, they don't exist. I'm not saying I don't eat cake and I don't eat cookies, but I not, it's not like something I would do during the week or when I'm on set. I I am very strict about that. I do not eat junk when I'm on set. Like that is a no, no, just don't. It is so easy. And when you say you're strict, is that you're really trying, you're putting an effort in because strict sounds like such a hard word. Oh, maybe that's a little too harsh. I'm very disciplined. Um, Okay. It's just not something that I do. I've kind of made that rule. I don't know what you want to call it, a rule or like promise to myself. I'm not saying I won't eat a cookie. I mean, I'm not going to not, but I try 98% of the time to not eat a bunch of junk on set. Yeah. Do you find that level of discipline really translates into your business as well? Because you're a very busy businesswoman. Yes. Do you have to stay as disciplined there too in your life? I think I'm just naturally that way. And the more you do it, the more you do it. I think uh, I, I, I am pretty disciplined. I wake up at the same time every day. I don't know how to sleep past seven. Um, and I wake up and have water and green juice and tea and uh, try and exercise first thing, or I'll do it midday, depending on my schedule. That's what works best for me. I've learned to be the best version of me. Those are the things that I need to do. So I guess, do you guys do do that? What is, what is it with that you need to do to be the best version of yourselves? Have you ever thought of that? Yeah, mostly it's coffee. (laughs) Yeah. We're big believers in morning routines. For myself, I like to, actually, I oil pool with coconut oil. Um, I love that. Yeah. I love that. First thing in the morning. And then I'll have a green green drink. It's not juice. It's a nutrition drink, green powder which I uh-huh. love and I feel so zinc afterwards. Yes. Um, and then just yeah, get on with the day. I know Laura has a pretty um, extreme routine involving a cold, cold water shower, which I oh. haven't brave enough to try yet, but I really do want to. <laughs> I have I to tell you. Fantastic, but I haven't done that either. The weird... I, I hate to be cold. Same same here. I absolutely hate to be cold. So this is what I do because everybody's been asking me about it lately because I guess I've been talking about it. I don't start in a cold shower because that sounds absolutely dreadfully miserable. So I start with a normal hot shower and everything. I do a a cold rinse at the end, which is so torture. I have to psych myself up to turn it off, turn off the hot and just the cold. I have to do all the breathing, you know, the Wim Hof style breathing. I do all of that to get myself there. process. Um, anywhere from like a minute or two. If I'm really feeling it, I'll go a little longer. It just wow. depends how I'm feeling. Honestly, I get out and it's this weird thing because it's how the body works. Your blood 
how your blood moves in your body. When you get cold, the blood moves inside to all your core, right? It, yes. And it moves away from your extremities. So that's what happens. And you feel warmer when you get out of the shower. It's okay. the weirdest thing. And I love that part the most because I get okay. out and feel warm. It's, it's weird, but it does. It wakes me up. It gets me like totally moving in the morning and I need it because I don't get enough sleep because I've got little kids <laughs> and yeah, it keeps that's, me going. Yeah. Have you guys dry brushed? Cause that's actually the first thing I do first thing in the morning. I dry oh, brush. Do you no. know that? Yeah, so you, I, you know those like brushes on a stick that you see and you never know what on earth to do with it. Well, you start at your feet and you brush all your, your legs up to your heart, you know, and it gets your lymphs going and it wakes you up. So actually try that before you do your shower thing. But it's funny. I get asked all the time. And I just did a segment on NBC about this. What is the most important beauty product? Sleep. Uh, yes. <laughs> it, it is so important. And there's no reason it's free. And it's really important to get to bed early. Some days I go to bed at 8, 7.30, 9. It just, I go to bed early, I'll read, but I really try to get a lot of sleep and and it is the best thing that I do for myself. Yeah, I believe that's true. I believe that's I'm, true. I'm guessing Jazz, Jazz is um, old enough to put herself to bed, eh? She is, but I have, you know, <laughs> I have five kids total. So Come my oldest is 29, Melania is 29, Rose is 27, Jazz is 25, and Nikolai is 22, and Ben is 16. So and I just want to say they're all big. They're all grown up. And you, it's ridiculous that you have children that old. You do not look like that's at all possible that you have children that oh, that age. So kind. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's true. Well, I hired myself, so <laughs> <laughs> good answer. You don't know what I look like when this isn't on, and there's lights, you know. <laughs> smoke and mirrors. A little smoke and mirrors oh, doesn't hurt. Not a little, a lot, a lot of smoke, <laughs> a lot of mirrors, a lot of moisturizer. Hey, exactly. Good stuff. So. Yeah. I'd like to just bring it back to business just a little bit. And as a CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup, tell us a little bit about how that business started. Was that something you just built from clients requesting or was this something always in, in your heart to build? Tell us a little bit about the, the makeup business. I did not expect to be a, a CEO. I didn't know what one was when I was like eight and I didn't expect to have a makeup company, but I've had so many clients that are CEOs, and they all have said the same thing. There was a need for something. So for example, my need was I was a mom driving around all these babies and having a battle between my water and my lip gloss. And I tried every lip gloss I could find. Everyone I tried that was long lasting was really drying. And I just, it was, and I thought, and again, quoting Tyler, ignorance is bliss because I thought, oh, I can invent my own. I'll be in a store in like five minutes. So wrong. It took over a year to formulate with a beauty person that does a chemist, a beauty chemist, that that's what she does to formulate the texture and then the colors because I was, I was self-funded. I didn't have a ton of money to just put into a million colors. So I wanted them to look good on all of my friends and family. Um, so then I tried it out on my friends and family with all different color shades of the rainbow and then would send comments back. So it took a lot longer than I had anticipated. But again, this was something that I enjoyed doing and I loved it so much. I didn't care how much time it took or how long it took or how much money because I really did enjoy the process. 
And it's fun having, I've had different, right now we're just lips. I've shrunk my line, but I have had spa products, candles. I've had eyeshadows. I, and we are creating a new line called I'm Too Busy. And it will be a complete line with everything and skincare and hopefully hair care and lifestyle with like home products. So I love the name of that so much because it's like, what's the number one reason people probably tell you they don't bother with skincare? I'm too busy. I'm too busy, I'm too busy. for skincare. So it like answers the question right off the bat. Right. I love it. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Brilliant. excited about it. Yes. It should be. And Christina, you're adding a men's line as well? Yes, I am adding a men's line because, you know, men, I have a lot of male clients and there are really not a ton of, li of lines that are, I don't want it to have a thousand products. I just want it to be like three steps because I think men will be more inclined to doing it when it's simple and not like a lot of choices that they have to think about. It's just going to be pretty straightforward and that they'll be willing to use. I know women, I know me with my guy, I want him to use these skin products, but I just have to put them in front of him and then he'll use them. But if he had to go out and get them, I don't think he would. So hmm, men, want, it's, men think it's weird oftentimes like, oh, that's like, I don't feel comfortable with getting skin cares for women, which is ludicrous. We all have skin and we have to take care of it. And uh, sunscreen is super important. I say that all the time. It's not uh, only when the sun's out. It is 365 days, whether it's snowing, raining, sunny, whatever. You need it. You need it on your face, your neck, your chest, and your hands. Our hands it's so funny, really show our age if we don't protect them. And so I think just educating people in a straightforward, simple way, and especially with the men, I think they'll be into it. The other name I'm going to call it for the men is going to be, it's about time. It's about time men have a, a skincare line, right? So. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I think it's absolutely right. I mean, I don't know a guy that doesn't like to look good. They do their hair, they shave their beard. They all like so, to look they, good. They just so, don't want to have to do what we do. I mean, can you imagine if they had to like do all our lotions and potions and scrubs? <laughs> I think some of them secretly do. They just don't. They do. It. They just don't know. I know my guy, he, he loves this. Uh, I've been using this Tatcha skincare line. I really love it. And I know he uses a scrub and I'm like, babe, it's a drop. It's not a whole like, you know, this is really expensive. And he's like, there's like a big handful of face. Like, okay. That was like $40. That's okay. You your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. I love it. So um, what do you think is an important concept for success? What's what does success mean to you? It means different things to lots of different people. That's an interesting question. I think success for me means that I'm respected in my field, that I am hardworking, that I give my best all the time. And I have balance in my life. I have love in my life. Um, I have good health. I think all of that matters. And that, I, that I'm able to, in my life, in my world of, of beauty, that I am given, that I have opportunities to try different new things and that I take those opportunities. That's to me success. Not saying, oh, no, I'm scared. I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah, that's really living your best life, like you said, isn't it? Yes. Just going out there and living every day fully. And yes. um, 
can we can we just go to a a more somber note i suppose is um and it really depends on how your perspective of all this is now but you really have had some what people would consider major hurdles in your life um yes how has your resilience got you through that and if you're comfortable talking about that could you share with our listeners what went on for you well my mother i grew up with my mother who had uh terminal cancer when I was a young girl. So that was difficult. She died when I was 20. My son, Bo passed away. It'll be 16 years this Christmas. And he is, a, he was a twin of my son, Ben. And my husband, Ken Flack passed away in 2018. He was a professional tennis player. He and his partner were number one in the world in doubles in tennis. So yes, I have had some, and then my business partner passed away a year after Ken. So I have had some tragedies in my life. Definitely. I think I've handled some better than others. I think um, my son passing was definitely such a shock. And so, ugh, so much uh, that I was taking some sleeping pills for about a month just to function because I was in so much inner turmoil. Um, but I'm not a very good drug addict. So that didn't last long. <laughs> So I, I I knew that when Ken passed away from sepsis in 2018, that I really didn't have that luxury of taking pills and, and just curling up in a ball. I knew that I had to deal with the grief and because it affects my kids. They've already had enough with their brother passing away, divorcing their father, and then Ken passing away, they were, my kids were very close with him. And so I knew that I really had to keep myself together. So I actually became even a little bit more disciplined. I started working out twice a day, nothing huge, but I'd go for a walk, go to Pilates, ride my horse. I would do something just to calm my brain down. I started doing meditation apps in the morning and the night, just to try and be able to fall asleep. And or just doing more work. And so because my kids are very affected, as all children are with um, my state of mind, if my state of mind is not in a good place, it affects them. And I did not want them to suffer more than they already have. So um, I started doing these podcasts, uh, speaking about raising awareness for sepsis, which then led to speaking about grieving in a positive way, which then led to me speaking about being your, living your best life, uh, being the best version of you. And I didn't expect any of those things to happen either, but they kind of have. And it, it helped me grieving to help others not feel what I feel. And so I also have raised, I have two charities at the Northern Light School in Oakland, California. Uh, it's a private school for underprivileged children that are 90% there on scholarship. So we have the Baby Bow Fund and we have the Ken Flack Educational Fund. And this past October, uh, Ben, Bo's twin, who's a golfer, um, all my kids have participated um, in donating their time and efforts uh, to the school, whether it be a teddy bear tee or the golf tournament. But Ben is a golfer, um, as is Nikolai, and as is Jazz and Rose. Um, but they uh, play in this celebrity golf tournament. And Ben has raised in the last seven years, uh, this past October, raised uh, $60,000 for the charity in one day playing golf. And so 
I feel so proud um, that my kids have such generosity in their hearts uh, for giving back and that they feel honored um, to do so. And I think it's something that they've just been doing all their lives. And I hope that they continue uh, because I do feel that you can't have someone like Ken in your life that you're just getting free tickets to the U.S. Open and uh, Wimbledon and just not. We have a platform to do some do-goodery. And that's what I call our charity work, our do-goodery. And uh, I think I think it's really important to be a whole person. You are just to be generous with your time. Um, it would be really morally wrong to me. Uh, after having had these things happen and that I've been given the opportunity to have a platform to speak about raising awareness for sepsis or raising money for underprivileged children to have an amazing education. Um, Education and nutrition are very important to me. And I think that if kids are given the opportunity from a young age to eat well, uh, we have the Bo Friedman Outdoor Classroom at the Edna McGuire School in Mill Valley, California. And it is... Uh, an outdoor classroom, but it's a garden. Um, There's chickens, there's fruit trees, and there's all these uh, vegetable beds. And so the kids are, they plant the seeds, they harvest them, they do, uh, they sell things on once a week uh, at a farmer's market. And during their snack, they eat their apples. And so I really feel that kids are going to be so much, they learn to cook, do science experiments. So for me, if they're given this opportunity from kindergarten to fifth grade, to try a a different color carrot or a tomato or lettuce, they're going to be more inclined to eat well as they get older. And I think it's unfortunate. I I really have a problem with all the rubbish that is on television that, you know, the McDonald's and the big, all these different foods that are just no nutritional value. And I think it's really great that kids are, they'll hopefully make a healthier choice because they've been exposed to this from a young age. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. It's hard to imagine even a part of um, what you've been through, and yet you are so bright and so resilient and so giving and generous. And um, there's just so many lessons in there for for each of us. Mm. But I don't want you to think that I'm always, I mean, I'm pretty happy most of the time, but trust me, I have days and moments where I'm sad or I'm bummed out or I'm depressed. It's I, I'm normal. I'm human. I I have those too. But when I get into those things, uh, going back to again, am I hungry? Have I had water? Have I exercised? What am I grateful for? I really try to self-soothe myself. Sometimes I need to step out of my office for the afternoon and go do something else. And so I will. So I, maybe I need to go buy myself some flowers. So I do that sometimes. So it's important to figure out what your triggers are. And then it's important to know what you can do to self-soothe. Maybe I need to rest for a minute and go watch Netflix for a minute. It doesn't happen that often, but it does happen sometimes and, uh, or go read my book. And I I think it's okay. I, I just have learned to know that, yes, I am having a moment and the moment will pass. And these are the things I need to do to get through the moment. I think that's really useful because uh, one of our missions is to really help entrepreneurs in the early stage of their business to keep going, to get through those hard times, to work with the challenges that life throws them and to not quit. That's our biggest thing is please don't quit. And I think some of these day-to-day practical tools that you're offering really helps towards that goal. I also think that 
I did uh, my partner, Jordan and I, we did this uh, like um, online course for executives and CEOs. And what was so interesting was if you think about a professional athlete, they're the average lifespan, let's just say is seven years, but as a CEO or an executive, you could work for 30, 40 years. So knowing that it is definitely a marathon, not a sprint. And you, you know, you shouldn't work 20 hours a day and get no sleep. You're not, it's not feasible for that to go on for a, a long amount of time. So if you want to have a long career, it is important to get, have balance in your life. It's important to keep your relationships healthy and happy. I am in a healthy and happy relationship now that makes me able to do all that I do because I'm not distracted. You know, I put effort into our relationship and into him and um, it's nice at the end of the day to have someone to have dinner with and laugh with and snuggle up with and watch TV. It makes me a better version of me that I have balance in my life. My relationships with my kids are really important. I know I drive them crazy, all five of them, and I call them and text them every day and they think I'm annoying, but my mommy button doesn't go off just because you graduated from college. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it really is important to have balance in your life and to have a quality of life. You're going to have a much uh, better career, whatever it is you're doing, if you are happy and, and, and able to have balance. It just, it, you can't have, it can't be off balance anything in your life, whether it be your exercise or your work or your relationships. If anything's too much or too little, it's just, it's not going to work. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, some people will say it's impossible to have all, you can have all the things, just not all the time. So finding uh, that disagree. balance is a- I disagree. It's, yeah. uh, it's a choice. Well, uh, just as happiness is a choice. I wake up every day and I decide, I tell myself I'm going to have a great day. And I think of things I'm going to look forward to. And I focus on that. And it's definitely a choice. You can have a it doesn't take much to send your partner a little note, say, Hey, I love you. I can't wait to see you tonight or take a little bit of time, whether it be cooking dinner or making a special dinner or the same with my kids. I send them little packages or do little, th I don't know. It's a choice and you can make it uh, annoying to me to hear someone say like, Oh, I don't have time. You, you have time, make time. You know, it takes two minutes to send a text or to do something for someone else. And it feels good to me to give to everyone in my life that I love, but I also know that they love that too. So it's just, it's the circle is a positive cycle when, when you do, when you make that little bit of effort, if you want a healthy, the best thing I can do is to show my kids that I am in a healthy, happy relationship, because to me, I want them to be in a healthy, happy relationship. And if they see that I'm not in one, well, how are they going to know how to have one? Now you're modeling all of that for them with the self-care, with the balance, with the gratitude, with the happy, the things that you want for them, I'm sure is exactly what you're trying to model for them. And I do think that is, in my opinion, one of the best ways to parent and to lead. So whether you're leading a family, leading a business, leading your clients, because we lead in lots of different ways um, with lots of different people in our circles. And yeah, doing it yourself, taking care of yourself is kind of the most important thing. You know, it's like airlines, you know, you put the mask on first, the oxygen mask on first. It's a hundred percent that, isn't it? Think about it. If you're just think about how many, before I stopped beating the crap out of myself, that was another thing I used to do all the time. I didn't get enough done. Ugh, I'm not thin enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not, I'm like all these things. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And I was 
with uh, chatting with my friend Diana. Um, and she's an amazing entrepreneur as well. And she told me one day, she's like, you know, you would never treat another human the way you treat yourself. You are just constantly beating the crap out of yourself about all you didn't do and how, and I thought, my gosh, I wouldn't treat anyone the way I treat me. So why am I treating me so bad, right? And to feel that I don't have guilt about my workout or my food or my relationships or whatever, it's so freeing to not have all that wasted guilt and worry. It is such a waste of time. Yeah, so true. So one final question for you, Christina, we asked all of our guests this. You've kind of explained it pretty well, but just to sum it all up, what does resilience mean to you? Oh, just being uh, relentless. I I don't give up. I don't give up on people, situations. I just, um, consistency, a goal, drive, ambition. It's all this being resilient. It's all those things. It's just keep, keep it going every day, every day. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Relentlessness. That's a new I am one. A relentless cow. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be a little bit relentless. Yes. Thank you so much. This was an incredible conversation. I really, really appreciate you joining us today and wish you only the best, biggest amounts of luck and success in your future. And can't wait to see you on more magazines and say, I know her. I've met her. Yeah, I really appreciate your time. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Resilient Entrepreneurs. We're Lauren Vicky from Two for One. We love supporting entrepreneurs, especially with mindset, marketing, and motivation, which is why we've built an incredible community of business founders who meet weekly in the Level Up League. If you'd like to know more about it, look us up at 2for1branding.com.